0: Welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast, where we take your favorite topics and completely destroy their overworked narratives, create new unbiased narratives, and probably hurt your feelings in the process. But in the words of my old black babysitter, Matilda, you gonna be alright. Again, welcome to the Productive Inactivity Podcast. Now, here's your host, Wayne Steven. It's been a long time. A long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. This is the mood today, guys. Oh, yes it will. Welcome. This is Wayne Stephen, the host of the Productive Inactivity Podcast. And again, I welcome you. Um, the mood isn't going to be somber more than I felt like this song was fitting for some of the topics that I have to discuss today. And the reason I want to discuss them is because I truly feel like America is burning. And it's not burning in the sense of the time of, you know, reformation or the time of segregation, but more so we live in a time where it's okay for us to tell other people who aren't our culture how they should go about living in their culture and that's a dangerous place to be because when you start taking liberties with your words about things that don't necessarily apply to you you're now in a place where you feel like you're above everything you're above it all you're above reproach You're above above correction. Because only a mind that is above reproach and correction can look at somebody else and say, that's not how you're supposed to live that out. You're supposed to do it like this. And basically what they're saying is, the way you're supposed to carry your thing out is only meant for you to carry it out in that way so I could be comfortable with it. This is the direction I'm not going in. Everybody does it. This behavior is not germane to one group because i know what people think immediately when i start to talk like that and it makes them uncomfortable because they think i'm talking about white people i'm never always talking about white people and the reason i'm never always talking about white people is because it's not always white people it's a lot of white people it's not every white person but mostly the ones who make decisions for people so the decision-making white people they're not even the ones i'm talking about but but whenever you know you hear somebody say white people white people tend to get offended it sounds like we're saying all you guys the whole 126 million of you white people are like this that's not what it is i said white people a lot so hopefully i can get that out the way i want to begin by saying we are force-fed a lot of opinions some of them we've adopted We've adopted a lot of those opinions. We've gone from a people who have shaped our own opinions to just laying back and letting the mainstream media dictate our opinions of other people. We, we loosely use terms that we don't understand. I hear people who have no experience with Muslims throw the word Muslim around like it's the boogeyman. I hear people who never, ex- who never lived in the day of the Black Panther talk about, you know, radical black movements and things like that, and it's like you have no clue what you're talking about. The only thing I personally speak from is experience. I do not allow things to shape my opinion. Now you're going to say, "Oh, you know, you think you're special. You know, you you you're the only person who doesn't allow things to shape your opinion." It's not that. It's the fact that I control my mood space in such a way that if I gave my mood space because someone who doesn't have its best interest in mind, I wouldn't be the person that I am and I wouldn't be able to be the best person that I'm trying to be in doing the things that I'm trying to do. So yes, I'm very mindful of who I let and what I let shape my opinions. So my observations about the fact that I feel America is burning. i recently deleted the Facebook app from my phone. And I did it for a very definite reason. Facebook has a way of making people feel like they have real opinions about things and they're being their genuine selves about these opinions. But my observations have loaned themselves to believe the exact opposite. I've seen people, whether they be Christian, Muslim, Jewish or whatever other you know spiritual belief they have they let the politics of the day dictate how they navigate their spirituality and to be honest with you it should be the other way around if your spirituality does dictate the moves you make in your life the last thing that should be the captain of the ship is something that is ever-changing such as politics and things of that nature there are five kinds of people in this world that i've observed so far right now there are people who live in a cocoon and only want to take in positive thoughts and they want to smile away the evils of the world and be the light in the darkness that's not realistic that's not realistic because that means that you're blind to the things that are causing this world to be ill. And even by shining that light, you're still ignoring the realities. There are people who exhibit extreme behaviors, who take what they believe and they run with it hard in one direction, and there's no other type of thought process. Then you have other people who are only brave in moments where life hasn't affected them yet. And once it does, they become those other type of people. And what I mean by that is, people will say, I I strongly believe that this thing is bad. And then life smacks them in the face and it takes that thing that they once believed and it creates a hoax out of it. Now all of a sudden, they become one of those other four people that I'm mentioning, because I've already mentioned three. There are those who tell it like it is, straight shooters. I see this, I'm saying this, those people are very few and far in between. Although people would like to believe that they are that until it comes time to hear a straight truth from a straight shooter, then all of a sudden they no longer want straight shooting. And the last person is people who tell it like they want it to be. Regardless of the facts, I want it to be like this regardless of the things that I see, that's not it. I, because I want it to be like this, it's not. It, this is how it isn't. And the only people that have a tendency to get heard nowadays are the extreme behavior people. And those are the things that are shaping the current opinions of the majority of our society. Now I'm off the boring stuff. Now it's time to ruffle some feathers because that's what I'm here for. I am a straight shooter. I tell it like it is. I see it, I speak on it. I'm here to be disagreed with. Man, I don't even remember how old I was when I first said that. I might have been 25. I'm here to be disagreed with. I want to be disagreed with because when you disagree with me, then I get the opportunity to flex my thoughts and really dig into what I believe and share it with you, and now we have a dialogue. So I'm here to be disagreed with. So I wanna start off by saying, in our current state of affairs, you have old white men telling young black men how they should go about fixing their problems. There's nothing more insulting than hearing an old white man who at the very core of himself does not want change to save his life. He does not want change. An old white man will say things like, why can't we keep doing it like we've always done it and we got things done in the days of the greatest generation, when blah, 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 blah. Because this isn't the days of the great generation, old white man. You have to now do things differently. We live in a different marketplace. There are different people in charge. There are new rules that no longer apply to you. But what you have is, a a surgence I'm not gonna say a resurgence a surgence of young black people who have ideas and they have credentials and they have education and they have innovations and they have a mind of, of the entrepreneurial spirit and they have a sense of community it's an it's an awakening of that and the way that we go about demonstrating those things is trying to be dictated by old white men who have done everything historically i want to use the word historically to stifle that and there's nothing more insulting than an old white man telling a young black man how they should live their lives because an old white man has never lived the life of a young black man and contra wise a young black man has never lived the life of an old white man but we've observed you long enough to know that the way that you want to do things no longer plays in this field that we sit on today. My second observation is you've got old white men telling young white women how they should woman. I know tons of young white women only because by by dint of where I live and my experiences uh, along the way, I've come across a lot of young white women. And by young, I mean ones my age and younger. I'm 40. And they're tired of being told how they should woman. And uh, the thing about it is, nobody should tell a woman how to woman. Based solely on the fact they've been told how to woman, since the very beginning but since those days women have been marginalized moved about like chess pieces told where they can go told what they can do told how they can think how they should think and then there's magazines and then there's mainstream media and all those things that are like hey woman this is how you woman but the fact of the matter is if you look behind the scenes of a lot of mainstream media It's run by old white men who don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't have beef with old white men. I'm just letting you know when I say old white men, I know who's in charge. I know who's pulling the strings. I understand the puppet master. So when I say these things, it's not even racial. It's how the system is set up. Let's go back to the Constitution when it was written. Old white men. It wasn't no 20-year-old white men getting together, going, hey, I have new ideas. It was was old white men going, hey, how do we keep this thing the way we've always had it so we can continue to benefit? That's how the system works. it's, It's an understood thing. There's no lies in what I'm saying if you look behind the scenes. Check a boardroom. Check a head of companies when you get an opportunity. Google people who are in charge of things. Nine times out of 10, old white men. So before you get your undies in a bunch, understand that when I say old white men, what I'm saying. Now, I wanna talk about this generation for a brief moment. You've got young white kids making money off of black kids culture and not giving them credit for it. That's hurtful and I'll tell you why because it's been going on for a long time. For every advancement in society that young black people make, you have young white people who, now mind you, I wanna say, it's not as divisive an approach as it is in a system run by older white men telling everybody what to do. Because young white people today share a culture with young black people brought together by either sports, music, entertainment. So it's not such a separation thing, but when the opportunity does arise, so let's use the Fortnite situation for example. All of those dances were created by young black urban kids who just wanted to go viral and have their talent be seen. Now, in a lot of people's minds, they might say, well, Wayne, Fortnite was just paying homage to those young kids who now get to see their creation on screen. And you might even be correct. However, when you have, and I've seen this, young white kids telling young black kids, you're doing that dance wrong. That's like me going to a butcher shop, having never cut a slice of beef in my life, saying, hey, you're not slicing that filet mignon to its best potential. I have no frame of reference. The ho- my frame of reference is you. And these young, these young kids' frame of reference is their counterculture of young black kids. And I feel like that is a direct result of the overarching culture of I get to dictate how you do your thing because we all live together and it's all our thing now and that's just simply not true because you can't do a thing without giving credit to the person that paved the way or to the person that allowed you the room to do that thing so And the reason that that's affecting America in this way is because nobody feels like their thing is exclusive. They feel like everything they put up will eventually be taken. And now you have have a sense of urgency in different groups of people to fight for their stake, in what's going on around them. Like they get their thing and they wanna keep it. They're like, I know sooner or later, somebody's gonna come along and take this. Because I mean, realistically, there are certain art forms that don't have original ideas. I'm also aware of that. But to do a thing and not give credit, knowing that without its influence, you wouldn't be doing it, it's like stealing, it's exploitation. Nobody wants to feel exploited. And I feel like we're comfortable exploiting things these days for the sake of carving our little niche and our little foothold in a world that is literally full of takers. We're not in a comfortable space in this world right now. We're in a space where everything feels uncertain. So we're grabbing and clawing and pawing at everything we can to call our own, even if it's not our own. And we're not very fair with one another because we have, a, we have a short-term memory historically when it comes to things like that. I mean, music is chock full of people genre stealing and giving credit to things. I mean, Elvis Presley did not invent rock and roll. It was like, it literally was the brainchild of the poor black population for them to get their emotions out and thoughts out. It's a derivative of the blues but to tell that to a current person uh, who isn't of color that that's the case, it would almost seem as if you're making things racial for no reason. And that's another thing people like to say, like why make things racial for no reason? And I, I have that same question for a lot of things because you know, the words peaceful protest used to mean something, but now the words peaceful protest draw the ire of people who just want you to get on with it. And I'm quite simply, we can't just get on with it because just getting on with it is what got us in this position in the first place. Like in 1967, interracial marriages became legal. 1967 wasn't that long ago. My mom was born in 1958. And to think that within my mom's time, my marriage would be illegal. We're alive to, d- to discuss the fact that it would be in our parents' lifetime is ridiculous. So nothing is really off limits when you talk about the effects of what happened in the past, which people like us to forget, unless it's something that can draw patriotism and emotion. Number four, you've got trained police telling untrained civ- uh, civilians to calm down. I wanna be very careful when I discuss this because my best friend is a former state trooper. I don't understand that concept. I don't understand the concept of trained police officers telling untrained civilians to calm down when no civilian of any sort has been taught to calm down in a high pressure situation that could mean being free or having your freedom taken and could mean life or death. Notice I didn't make it racial. I said, trained officers, untrained civilians. If you choose to make what I'm saying racial, that's on you. And we're in a space where we contradict ourselves a lot. And we only want it to make sense when it benefits us. I'm not gonna harp a lot on that police situation. This is just an observation of, again, an overarching element of our culture that is causing us to slowly smolder amongst the constant incendiary comments there's a flame under our feet at all times because of the way our culture is being shaped by the things that we see and hear.